Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. It's a joining of people coming together to play music, whatever age, whatever ability. And it's a celebration. Every jam night is a celebration of of music and and whether you're playing, whether you're taking part, whether you're a house band member, whether you are working behind the bar, whether whether, whether you're just, just there just to have a pint and watch. Mm, absolutely. It should be fun. It shouldn't be taken too seriously. Greetings again. Welcome to another Guitar Smarts podcast. This week, we are once again privileged to have with us the fantastic Demo Lodrick. Demo joins us this week to discuss jam nights, something that all guitarists know and love. Having successfully run jam nights across the southeast of the UK for many years, the Demo knows all you need to know to get the most from your local jam night. Subscribe to the podcast in your favourite podcast app so that you don't miss all other Guitar Smarts podcasts. Come and give us a like on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash guitar smarts and follow us on Instagram using the handle at guitar underscore smarts. That's enough waffle from me. Let's get to it. Hello, Kieran. How are you doing? I'm really good, mate. How are you? I'm really excited I'm today. Good. We have got we have got uh, a great agenda lined up today and we've got uh, uh, a guest a return guest, uh, Mr. Damien Lodrick, is back on the hey. show today. <laughs> How are you doing, Damien? Hey, I'm really good, thank you. Sorry, you just Fantastic. called me. I thought you. Were, no, it's all right. I thought I, th- I thought you were going to be talking for a lot longer. I was just checking my phone. <laughs> Did you know you were Straight back in. on the show today? <laughs> Straight in today. Straight in. Brilliant. Yes, I'm really good. Thank you very much. Fantastic. It's all, good to every, see you. All going. Yeah, it's good to see you both as well. I'm looking forward to today. I really enjoyed last time. So yeah, this yeah, is so good. did we. Yeah, it was, very good. It, it was a good chat. And, and and during that chat, when we were talking about your life in music, Damo, and what you've been up to, one of the things that we didn't get really uh, deeply into, but we said we'd, we'd have you come back and just maybe dedicate a whole episode to it, is something that I think most uh, guitarists uh, 
uh, get involved in, which is which is a jam night or an open mic night, mm, and and yeah. you actually host and run a weekly open mic jam night and have done for for a number of years. So we thought this would just make a great show topic in of itself to just talk about what it's like from your perspective organizing and running it what it's like just for for people rocking up and wanting to to have a go and play with different musicians what's the etiquette what's the you know how how does it all work for people that haven't haven't been to one before uh and and maybe some some funny stories about jam nights that that you've got and that we've all attended where things have gone brilliantly or horrifically Ah yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's an interesting topic, isn't it? It is. Yes. So, and uh, I love a good yeah. jam night. Yes. Now we we touched on it before, didn't we? The the one that you took Kieran to last time. I think. Yeah, so, that was I, it. I'm, that I'm was... a bit of a I'm a guitar smarts nerd. You see. <laughs> So yeah, you know all our previous conversations, that. yeah. I know all your previous conversations. Yeah, that's good though. It's good. It's it's good that we have someone who's listening, which is fantastic. <laughs> but, no, we do. We have plenty of listeners. But what I wanted to first thing I wanted to ask you, um, yeah. Damien, is uh, just for the benefit of all our listeners, because some people might not call it a jam night. I, what is a jam night? Yeah. Now there are di- there are different types. Um, I think you can categorize one into what what you just said a jam night uh, and one as an open mic night um th- there are, there are similarities and both can occur i think both can occur at a jam night not both can occur at an open mic night so yeah. mm-hmm. a jam night i th- i think it's it's all about the live music there's normally a house band there's live musicians and it's normally a collaborative affair with with musicians playing together and not necessarily knowing what they're going to play. That's for me is the essence of a jam night is the the unknown. Uh, whereas an open mic night is your solo artists turning up with their instrument or maybe a they might bring along a a member of their band or whatever to play. So it might be a singer and a guitarist, but most of the time it's singer songwriters showcasing their own music at an open mic night and you'd get your three or four songs and just be a part of a, a showcase night to, to showcase original live music. Whereas the, your, your jam night is is more of a free-for-all, really, I think. Yeah. It, it, it can be anything, anything musical and uh, anything non-musical as well. There are, there have been times where, where things have been non-musical but still performance art. Which oh, I'll really? tell you about later. Yeah, so we had a, had a guy turn up that wanted to do some some poetry. Ah, uh, of course, yes. Uh, and he stood on a chair. He didn't even want to use a microphone. <laughs> so, and he just stood on a chair and recited some poetry. And he was doing it for charity. Oh, that's lovely. So uh, uh, he was a, a local poet. And uh, he was doing the rounds of jam nights and open mic nights. And uh, he was very, very entertaining. This was a good few years ago now. I can't remember too much else about it, really. But it was very, very good. What key was it in? (laughs) (laughs) That's the only question you need for a jam night, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. So, but but he did a, he did a, like a a solo open mic slot type type thing. But uh, yeah, which which you can have you can you can have the singer songwriter which which we've have had at uh, jam nights where they get up and sing sing their own stuff uh, or even uh, covers as well uh, just to acoustic guitar yeah. or, or, or or whatever there's there's all sorts of different genres and styles 
I think you're a very accommodating host of your jam night because <clears throat> you allow all of these different things to just just happen and you give people a platform for whatever creative art form they want to express. And, and yeah, as you say, more often than not, it is 300 guitarists turning up and 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 then trying to try trying to make a makeshift band come together. But uh, you know, you you do have people that come along that want to perform their own original stuff as a solo artist. And 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 everything kind of in between. So I think I think that's great that in your in in your case the jam night that you run that I've seen, um, it's it's a really varied evening and it gives people that aren't gigging guitarists or gigging musicians um, the opportunity to come along and uh, experience playing live to an audience mm. and um, in an atmosphere where it's kind of safe. And I've uh, I've been to jam nights where it's been a really brilliant nurturing kind of environment and really exciting and other jam nights thankfully not too many where it's been quite a daunting or intimidating experience because the host or the general kind of clientele that have come aren't aren't really there to kind of support each other so yeah. I, I really like i really like your kind of jam night and the way it runs in that it's 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 really non-judgmental and if you want to come and do something and perform for the audience you can you can come and do it yeah, yeah, most definitely. I, I agree with all of that. <laughs> That's how it should be, right? That's, a jam night should be yeah. an inclusive, you know, open, um, you know, experience for anyone who's coming. It's it's jam nights um, have been particularly important for me as I've been a musician because it's not just a place to go and play your instrument, but it's networking and meeting other musicians and those people open doors for you for gigs in other places and and it's a great way to kind of also experiment with your playing if you're practicing on something, you know. It's a good place to go and do that out of the pressure of a gig situation. So that that open and uh, you know inclusive atmosphere, I think, is that's what makes a good jam night for me. Mm. It's I th- I think it's really really important to uh, as a host to allow whoever it is that wants to get up and play the the facility to to do that with with no as you say no judgment. Every everyone's there to create music and regardless of level. So, you know, whether you are an eight-year-old, if you're allowed in the pub, <laughs> but, you know, whether whether you're an, you're an eight-year-old or a 14-year-old or wh- whether you're in your 70s or, or even 80s wanting to play, play, play and sing for people, I think it needs to be all-inclusive. And, yeah, I mean, there are rules um, that everyone needs to follow, which are laid out by the venue or the host themselves. My my rules are that that you uh, have three songs to perform, and that's not three medleys of ten songs. <laughs> which, you, if you know what I mean, uh, it's three songs. Yeah. Uh, whether you medley them or not, you know, don't try and be clever with with your timings or whatever. Uh, I mean, you can do it with time, uh, and and I I always. If, if time is going on, I will come and stand at the front and maybe point at my watch <laughs> and uh, and hurry them along a little bit. You know, if the guitar solo is maybe going on for at least five minutes now, you know, we, we probably need to cut it a little bit shorter than that. Um, what about the bass solo? Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, we've got to have the bass solo. They've got to go on and on and on. Drum solos. But, you know, every, everyone gets a chance to to perform. Um, and, it, you know, it is it is all musicians and uh that, that that are able to come along and play um whether you're a, a drummer bass player guitarist pianist 
banjo player, harmonica player. I'm trying to think of all the others, you know. Um, <laughs> You've had woodwind players coming along. Sorry, I've, say I've again. Trumpeters, I've seen trumpeters, saxophonists. Trumpeters. All kinds of people. Yes, we have a full horn section sometimes. So um, it, there, there's a wide variety. And, you know, harmony singers, little jazz groups, folk groups. We've had, uh, yeah, just a wide variety of all these different types of uh, genres and, and styles and ability levels. I really, really applaud people that come along to and do their first jam night uh, and they are nervous. You can see they're nervous and it takes, you know, and then you see them t- return the following week and the week after and the week after, and they, they just grow and grow and grow as a musician, Re- you know, regardless of what genre they're playing. It's just good to see, see that the, the jam night is a, is a platform for them to, to express their musicality in, 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 a, in a way that, it, as, as Kieran said, it is a safe environment where the audience as well play a part. Um, the audience are, are, are really important. They're more forgiving of things um, going wrong or things going really well because they understand that it's a jam night, right? And it's not necessarily a rehearsed bunch of musicians that, that gig with each other regularly. In fact, it, it, oftentimes it's exactly the opposite. So there, there's almost like, uh, for, and there's a certain audience that goes along to jam nights that, that relish and enjoy that. Uh, kind yeah. of uh, unpredictability of what's going to happen. And sometimes you get absolute magic happening and the audience is like, this is incredible. These guys have never played together before yeah. and, it, and they've pulled it off. And sometimes it goes horribly wrong, but the audience doesn't generally, and, and having been to some, some great jam nights with both of you guys, generally the audience kind of takes that as par for yeah. the course, right? It's going to happen. Right. And, and, and they support that, you know, whereas if, if, we, if we were going along to watch a band live that was well rehearsed and that kind of thing happened and it fell apart, we'd all be kind of going, Oh guys, you know what's what's happened? Yeah. Did, did they not take the time to, to to learn their learn their set? So, um, so it's a different kind of live music experience, but um, but quite and fun. One of one of my favourite uh, things. Damon, that you I've mentioned. Seen, sorry, Karen, one of my favourite things that I've seen at some jam nights is when you get a very seasoned, you know, kind of semi-pro guitarist who might be running it, and they're and they're up with somebody who may be there for the first or second time. They might have only been playing for six or twelve months, and that seasoned professional is really encouraging that other person. And when they're playing and they're doing something, you know, they're making a real effort to show them encouragement and to get the crowd clapping for them for trying. And that is so important. I think there's a real responsibility for, you know, good, decent musicians to show, you know, encouragement towards beginners. Who It's a big step, isn't it? Going to a jam night might be the first time you're playing live in front of people. It's a big step, you know, to show encouragement and to those people. That's that's the thing I love to see the most at jam nights. Is people coming out of their shell and thinking, "Oh, I'm enjoying this. This is great." Yeah, definitely. And I, I uh, as as the host, I take it upon myself to uh, what's the phrase? Work the audience, so to speak, and make sure that the audience are there to welcome yeah. everybody and really accommodate everyone. You know, make make a thing of somebody's age if they're yes. young, a youngster that that and um, get them to give them a good round of applause. Uh, or if you know that somebody is not that confident that you really want to make sure that you give them a confidence boost by sort of giving them a really big warm exactly. welcome. So, you know, I'm not just there. I don't feel that I'm just there to get the next lot of musicians up on stage. I am there as a as a host and to to 
to literally host host the evening uh, as a compare uh, as well as well as a, a facilitator yeah. of musicians. Sorry to interrupt this super interesting conversation. However, if you've made it this far, maybe you should subscribe to the Guitar Smarts podcast. Go and do that now, and then let's get right back to it. So you mentioned someone coming along for their first jam night, and you also mentioned a certain set of rules. And I think I think it is important to have some kind of framework and some sort of rules mm-hmm. going on, because otherwise it can turn into you know, a mass free for all, you know, hopefully people are respectful of time and, you know, when their natural time has lapsed on stage and letting other people get, get up and play. But, but sometimes, you know, that, that, you know, can, can slip from people's minds or or whatever. So you do need some sort of kind of rules to keep it all running so that people feel like they've got their, their time that they wanted. So let's, let's imagine that someone is coming along to, to, to your jam night for the first time. What, what, and, or indeed any, any jam night. What, what are those basic rules that we've all kind of seen and had to observe and, uh, to kind of, to, to make sure that it's an enjoyable experience for us and, and for everyone else, Damo? So you said, you know, a certain, uh, amount of songs, you know, people can, can get up and do. And, and at your jam night is, it's three. Yeah, yeah. Minim- minimum three, maximum three. What, what, how That's how right. That so, I, I think the the initial chat. I I I'm there nice and early, so I keep an eye on who's turning up. And if I don't recognise somebody, you, they normally turn up with some sort of instrument bag right. or case. <laughs> so I will approach them and say, "Oh, you want to play?" Or they will approach me uh, after being pointed out, and I will then say, "They they they will probably say, what can I do?'" what what are the rules so i'll say you know we've got three you've got three songs of of a reasonable length you you're not up there for half an hour really you know you've probably got about 10 10 minutes i would reckon to do three songs that and that includes getting on and getting off and uh, i think <laughs> guitarists are the worst <laughs> because once you say that some are good but some want to, some like their own sound, which is fine. But you've got three songs and you've got a time frame. So just just turn up with your guitar and there'll be plenty of stuff to, to plug into. And that's what I will say first. Said, if you can plug in to what, what we've got and just use what we've got, there'll be plenty of pedals are lying around. And yes, it's not, not your particular sound, but it's, it's not your night, yeah, so to speak. exactly. Um, if some people insist, I will be accommodating and 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 say, okay, let's let's see if we can get you set up now before the evening starts and try and cram in some some space and and I'll you know be realistic that if we've got already got four guitar amps set up, I'll just say no, there's just no room. So it, it's all about judging it on the night really and whether people really do need their equipment if if it's for something really specific that they they are doing that they've got this delay pedal that does a very specific delay which they need for song number mm. 2 that they <laughs> have doing. you got a leslie cabinet or, for my bagpipes you know that kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> something very very specific but you know most people are very accommodating and they will either say can I bring my amp in if if not uh, can I plug into something else so we just go through those sorts of rules um what about the flip side what about the flip side of that if people want to come and play but they haven't got their guitar how do they, you know how do you treat right. that? I mean, that, that that's kind of another etiquette piece right which is absolutely yeah so I will always insist 
on uh, them having their own instrument. I mean, a, a trumpeter wouldn't turn up and say, has anyone got a trumpet I can borrow? I don't yeah. see why why guitarists have this, you know, I'd really like to play some guitar. Well, where's your guitar? Make sure you bring it in the future. If if I know them, I may let them borrow a guitar. I But... That's that's but most most newbies that turn up bring bring a lot more than they need. Right. Uh, most people turn up are really really prepared with guitars, amps, pedal boards. So yeah, so that they will then yeah they they will then choose uh, what what they want to do, and I will be be accommodating as much as I can, as much <laughs> as I can. It's almost kind of like with, you which, have to be. You know, very diplomatic about it sometimes, don't you? You have to kind of. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, I, I some people use very specific bits of kit, which which uh, which they insist on using, and there's nothing much you can really do about it. You're there to facilitate, really, not lay down lay down the law too much. Th- those are the the main rules. The other rule is, which I have broken a few times, is people turning up with backing tracks. That kind so, of defeats the point of a jam. I'm not sure about that. I mean, I have no problem with backing tracks in general. I've done gigs with backing tracks before. Um, and it's it, it makes really good sense if you want to do a gig somewhere where, you know, maybe the place only has a license for a couple of people. Um, you know, here in the UK, at least, licensing, licensing laws are such that it changes from venue to venue. You may not be allowed, you know, if somewhere has a jukebox license, basically, then you can have up to two people perform as part of a general music license, but not a full band. So going out with backing tracks, makes sense it opens up more venues for a jam night Mm. you can't jam over a backing track can you that's defeats the object no so i've had yeah so i've had singer singers turn up with backing tracks and i'll either say to them you know is it highly necessary now one was doing a showcase for somebody specifically coming to see them do their stuff and i said okay begrudgingly I let I let them do do their little showcase of three songs, and begrudgingly I let a guitarist play something he wanted to do. Um, uh, I can't even remember the track, but it was something quite out there. And he did he did three, and he was very good. He he played a, uh, a how do you pronounce it? John Sir, yeah, the Sir. Sir yeah. Oh, I'd love one of those. Sir, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very very good. But it sort of went over the heads of the the audience somewhat. <laughs> it was three out there guitar tracks. But here's what he wanted to do, and um, he was working on his degree at the time uh, at the oh, ACM. Right, okay. um, so again, I, I followed the story through and thought, okay, this guy wants to showcase what he does. Uh, but I said to him, let's just do it this once, and then next time you'll play along with the band. Yeah, in in whatever guys that will may be and he was fine with that so uh yeah the the rules are there uh and i haven't had many singers with backing tracks and i haven't had any other guitarists with backing tracks turn up i think people know the reputation of the jam and know that it is all live musicians mm. really most people do know that yeah and so i mean we'll, improvisation we'll is is the, the key to a jam night surely isn't it it's Absolutely. Because yeah. if I've yes. been to a jam night, I've either been Which, singing a song, so the the band is kind of following me, but we're improvising as part of it, or I'm off to the side and whoever's singing is saying, "Well, these are the songs I can sing. What do we know?" And then you kind of like, okay, yes. it's, 
Hotel California, whatever. Yeah, I'll jam along with that. And and you give it a go and you have fun with it and you see what happens at the end. Sometimes it's great, sometimes it's bad, but yeah, absolutely. that's the journey of it, right? That's that's the reason you do these jams. Yeah. And and that's that's exactly the way that the jam should work, is that you're you're given your slot with with uh, your other musicians. So I will get a drummer up, bass player, couple of guitarists, maybe a keys player. And if I can completely kick off the whole of the house band, which we can talk about in a minute, I suppose, uh, if I can kick off the whole of the house band and fill it with, with jammers, so much the better. And it's exactly as you say, the singer normally calls the song and the band have to jam it. And it's not a, it's not a rehearsed, which... Which is one of my pet peeves, really, is people using it or, or, or singers getting annoyed at the band for it not sounding like the, the record when it's yeah. a jam band. And mm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound only, it's going to sound like the band have played it for the first time because <laughs> they've only played it yeah. for the first time that night. Yeah. And, and, you, and that's part of the fun that what's it going to sound like? It's, you just never know what what the song is going to actually sound like because you might have someone with a <laughs> like a guitarist with a seven string playing just full on distortion, uh, but that's half the fun. Yeah, yeah, playing Brown Eyed yeah. Girl or something, you know, uh, or, or you you might have, as you say, you might have a uh, someone with a Leslie cabinet playing uh, with their their Hammond organ through it. <laughs> And uh, trying to play, oh, hold the something line, like that, yeah, something like exactly. that, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that has been jammed. It does change the dynamic, doesn't it, when a band gets up and plays, and they're clearly a yeah. rehearsed band. Um, you yes. can see the you can see the audience kind of turn on them rather unfairly, even though they might sound <laughs> yeah, really tight and really yeah. good. It, it's almost like br- that's the breaking the rules. That's like not what been, everyone's here for. Yeah. Everyone's here for the for the chaos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, you've been hustled. <laughs> and that that is that is the other thing that happens is obviously bands like to come and showcase mm. Mm. Uh, either original music or or the, the fact that they're a covers band maybe trying to get a gig in the pub that, mm. exactly um, yeah. so uh, we've had many bands turn up and play to try and get gigs in the band in the pub and uh, you know a, lot, a majority of the time it works but some, sometimes you know it's not it's not always. Not always, and the I've, case, I've really. seen a few bands in in jam nights kind of turn up to a jam night and say, um, you know, they'll get up as a band and then they'll say, oh, we're we're playing down the road in a few weeks' time, or these are these are a few of our gigs coming up. This is our website, and then they launch into their songs, and it's just a little marketing tool for them. But I do feel like that's not that's in the, right, yeah, that's not in kind of the nature of a jam night, really, is it? To kind of steal the show no, for, for no, a few no, songs, absolutely, it's not, and. And I think the whole point as a as an individual musician turning up to a jam night, if you're not part of the house band, is it's a it's a brilliant like kind of practice and like learning tool to do that to put yourself in a situation <clears throat> that's a relatively safe situation, right, where you have to. Uh, really listen to what's going on. You have to play in sympathy with the other musicians who may not know the song incredibly well. You know, it might be, uh, you know, that you wanted to get up and play that song as a guitarist, but actually no one else knows the words. So you're going to have to play and sing. And so you have to kind of change, you know, what what your plan was. And I think there's a whole uh, journey and experience that improves yourself as a musician by having the courage to go to a jam night, put yourself in a really unpredictable environment and 
and kind of work with musicians that you've never played with before. I, th- I, I love that. And before I was in bands, like regular gigging bands, like so when I was like a teenager, that was that was my experience of playing playing live, which is going to different jam nights and That's sitting right. there quite anxiously waiting for the compare or the host to go, yeah, okay, you're up next. Mm. And you kind of get up there and you've got these list of songs in your head, like maybe, I don't know, half a dozen that you've prepared and you go through the first two or three and the band are like, no, don't know it. There's too many people that don't know it. So you go, right, you keep going through the list and eventually you hit a couple that you know and you go, okay, let's let's go for it. Then you're trying to agree a key that it's in. And all of that's got to be done in a pretty short space of time, right? You can't just have, you can't get up there and have a an impromptu meeting for like 10 minutes while you work through it all you've got to have that conversation probably in the space of, of 30 seconds and then and then you're into it so yeah. there's that teaches you an enormous amounts right going yeah. through that kieran just mentioned a good point though which is you don't have that much time to kind of organize what you're doing with people when you're going to a jam night do you try and facilitate that during the jam night if you know that you've got uh, if you've picked the next five people for the next kind of jam, do you try and get them together during, you know, the, the time before they're getting up to say, have a chat about the things that you're going to do? Oh, right. I see what you mean. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you should. Uh, I'm no joking. <laughs> I guess you probably, uh, you're familiar with most of the people that come to the jams, right? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, f- so, for example... Some people, there's a bass player that turns up. He, I think he and his wife drive from, uh, like, London area. It's like an hour's drive. And they come and stay in their camper van in the car park uh, oh overnight. <laughs> and uh, he, he's, a, he's a great bass player. And, uh, and he brings a list of songs. And it's quite an extensive wow. list of songs that he would really like to play. Uh, all sorts of stuff. And I will try and accommodate that as much as I can. So, so when I said no, maybe what I would do—it's been a while. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> since we've been able to, <laughs> since being able to jam, uh, and I would do these things as a matter of just, just, just do them. I suppose um, sometimes I would introduce people that didn't know each other, yeah, and say so and so really wants to do this song. Do you know it? Uh, do you fancy going to have a quick so, chat? So that, so yeah, you've got yeah, three that's, songs. That's, that's exactly what I mean. Sometimes you just need to know yeah. that you're not going to put a group of people up there who are going to yeah. spend ten minutes and then ultimately decide they don't know any songs between the five of them that they can all play <laughs> together. You know? Yes. Yeah. So it, it, I think uh, I know most people that turn up to the jam, and I would never put a bunch of complete newbies up. I'll always put a newbie with. With, with some well-known regulars who, who do the jam or even with some members of the house band. I mean, it's very rarely, it's very rare that the, the, there wouldn't be a member of the yeah. house band up leading um, or, or myself ta- taking, shouting out chords or uh, facilitating the, the, the song itself, getting it, getting you through the song. I, I so, bet you end up playing guitar and bass yeah. quite often through a jam night, right? Yes, yeah, because absolutely. Because something yeah. I've always found strange. I mean, obviously, as guitarists and singers, we, we love going to a jam night. We love playing. They're, they're quite, those are instruments and, yeah. you know, obviously singing. You know, th- those are things that are at the forefront of performing. People forget about bass and drums. And I think there's always a lack of bassists and drummers at jam nights. 
which is a real shame. I wish there was more. Yeah. Um, and most of the jam nights I've been to, you know, if you're a drummer or a bassist and you like gig, go to more jam nights because you're undoubtedly going to play twice as much as the guitarists and singers that turn up. You're probably going to get up two or three times. That can be true, although some nights, some nights you'll only have the house drummer in and the house drummers loves that because uh, they're <laughs> the one that, that brings all the bits and pieces. We've got a house drum kit uh now but so they yeah. only have to bring breakables and and so on before they would have to bring their own drum kit so they really liked liked it if if they were going to be the only drummer for the evening because that means they get to play all night and that's that's the point isn't it that you yeah. get to go out and play but sometimes i've had four five six drummers turn up so once once the rotor has begun, the poor house drummer has to do his bit at the beginning with the house band and then watch while everyone else <laughs> gets on his kit or her kit and and play. And then I always try and get the house drummer to finish off the end of the night as well. I think it's only fair. Yes. And the, and, and the house bass player. But the, the house bass player, we've got a house bass yeah. amp. So uh, the bassist only literally has only got to bring a bass, really, unless they want to bring pedals. Awesome. So if you're if you're in a band, then let's say you're in a fairly well rehearsed band, maybe a bit of a blues band or something, and you want to get more gigs. Do you think running a jam night as a band is a good idea? Oh, I see what you mean. That's interesting. Yeah, running it as a could band. be the house band. Maybe you do it kind of once a month. Uh, you know, a local that you do, and it's a good way for you to, you know, you, it's almost like a paid rehearsal. I mean, jam nights yeah. obviously don't, they're not paying as well as normal gigs. Um, often it's just, no. you know, so you send a pint no, no, glass no, no, around, no. you know, and you, you get a bit of change or you get your beers paid that's for. That's right, yeah, like, yeah. But it's, do you think that's a good thing for a band to do? That's right. Yeah, I think so. I think you could run it as a, as a as a concern as your as your band. I, I I'm luckily lucky enough to to know quite a few musicians. So I suppose this brings us on to the house band, and I I try and rotate everyone so everyone's not doing the same job every week because being in the house band, you are generally unpaid. You might get you get some free drinks. So it's it's a bit of a commitment. We did have, and I suppose he he was the king of jam nights, uh, a drummer called Brian, um, who who sadly passed away in 2018. He was there at every single jam night in the local area. So he would do Monday night jam night, Tuesday night jam night, Thursday night with me, uh, and then gig all weekend. Uh, and he was in his seventies. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and he absolutely adored playing and would 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 be out every single night of the week if he could and uh so since since Brian passed away sadly passed away uh we we miss him dearly but we uh we we I put a rotor of drummers up so there's a WhatsApp group and I put up a couple of days before the jam who would like to uh who would like to house drum this week and it's first come first served really who would like it Sometimes I get to Thursday and it's <laughs> the afternoon is creeping on and I haven't heard from anyone and it's oh uh, so sometimes it's a bit bit touch and go really but uh, so we, we I ask I ask everyone who 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 would be free to come and play in the house band uh, on the big list and I get yeah I'll bass I'll play guitar 
uh, I'll be there. Um, drummer will say, yeah, yeah, I, I'll do it. Because they know it's a rotor, then there's less pressure for them to to feel as though that they're, they're giving up all their time every single week because it is every single mm. week of the yeah. year, really. And then, uh, so the house band are generally a jam band when, when they arrive. So it's fun from that point of view that you'll get, oh, fantastic, we've got so-and-so on bass. Oh, fantastic, we've got got uh, so-and-so on guitar and and amazing we've got so-and-so on drums you know and and some some weeks just the jam the the house band are just killer yeah absolutely killer you know and uh it's uh, most weeks most weeks <laughs> i must say that <laughs> but you know yeah. some weeks it really gels really gels as a house band and uh and and everyone really really was really in good mood I mean, that's one of the first things you said to me. You're, yeah. you know, oh, I'm in a great mood today, Matt did. Uh, and having that, having people in in a great mood to do jam night is 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 just is a is a great thing. Rather than people turning up, mm. yeah. so tired. <laughs> exactly. I don't need you, this. You, don't want, you yeah. don't want that. You don't want that. You're there. To, don't need that. No. It's it's quite nice um, <clears throat> because of the list of people that you know that. Um, it's often a reunion of musicians that have played together over the years, but haven't seen each other for a while, or they've been part of your rota of a gig list, but they're now playing in different bands together. So it's it's quite a nice coming together, even for for the different house band lineups, where you kind of meet yeah. up with people that you haven't haven't seen for a while, and you go, oh, we get to play together again tonight, and we haven't played together for ages. Or yeah, or that's yeah. right. So, so it's quite nice for the house band as well. Sometimes it's not it's not all kind of just graft and having to to support kind of musicians that are just just trying out or newbies and things um yeah so i think that's no, no, i think absolutely. that's i think that's quite one of the successes of your of your jam night as well the, so, the so, other sorry go on no no go on i was just gonna say the other i think the other success is that it's not just one style of music i it, it's yeah. not just a, a blues session for guitarists to noodle inanely for for their set mm. which which is great you know, it's great to hear a bit of blues, but it's great to hear a wide variety of music, you know. And I think that's what my jam really does have is the fact that you have such a wide variety of different singers uh, bringing different genres to the table. Even, even as I said, you know, some people in their late 60s, early 70s um, coming along and singing some jazzier stuff, some old rock and roll and watching the band members think oh i've got to figure out how i'm going to play a bit of rockabilly now and and how i'm going to play uh, some funk you know the old classics do come out quite regularly <laughs> superstition is a, a bit of a stalwart you know that 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 always <laughs> uh, and we have one drummer that particularly dislikes to play <laughs> uh, and so if he's listening you know who you uh, are <laughs> yeah you know who you know who you are I- but yeah. I would say I would say that's probably down to the capabilities of your house band and who you've got up because most jam nights that I've been to in the UK and indeed in the US and stuff when I've gone along to some jam nights just to watch or listen and things, most of them are blues yeah. jam nights, right? Because it's twelve bars, it's easy to do, and uh, you can you can just get straight into it. So so often or not, I would say probably eighty percent of the jam nights I've been to have been um, blues jam nights. And, and yeah. there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. And that's a very, very comfortable place for a lot of people to, to access jam nights and, mm-hmm. and, yes. and, and turn up and just play play 12 bar. 
Um, yeah. And it's it's quite interesting. Sometimes you get some uh, very young kids that are just starting to learn to play the guitar mm. and um, their guitar teacher will have brought along them to play. And sometimes they'll just say, can we just play a 12-bar blues? And, well, yeah, fine. But we put the spotlight, uh, put the spotlight on... Uh, on on that student and and there's something fresh and exciting about it really there's something really really exciting about seeing seeing somebody in their teenage years playing blues for the first time to people it is it's, it's fantastic and that's what that's that's definitely now where we've hit that age point where we've transitioned from from younger men that we used to be rocking up to hustle a jam <laughs> night with, with like the cheapest guitar we could and just have some fun with it to now you and i standing there often or not uh just watching with a pint going oh they're gonna <laughs> yes. be good they're gonna be really good you know yes. you watch these young kids and you go oh there's a young jedi yeah. brewing away there you know they're yes. not there yet they're not there yet but they've got the raw makings of something and they you know with a bit of nurturing you just see a whole you see a whole group of men or women just putting their guitars back in the case don't you just not maybe not this week <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I too. love going to jam nights though and seeing those because I remember trying to trying to be like that. You want, you know, when you're a young kid, you want to be the young kid that goes along and makes yeah. an impact, right, and kind of surprises everyone. And now we're not young kids anymore; we're old men. But I always love and feel Speak really like uh, proud of that. That when you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah, okay, Matt, you're younger than us. You're like, yeah, <laughs> uh, but but for Demo and I, as old men now, we kind of stand there and watch the jam night going. Mm. <laughs> Yes, in a few years' time, son, you will be ready. Uh, the Jedi. Be- <laughs> <laughs> so, Damien, a question for you. Maybe let's say we're, we're we're having a conversation with one of these young lads who's coming to a jam night for the first time. What are kind of like your top three or top five songs, maybe that always get played or that are safe bets for a jam night? You know, you're likely to play. Oh, right. I think these are uh, a yeah. standard function band classics songs. That uh, that will end up getting played, uh, and there's there's quite a few, I think. Brown Eyed Girl, I mean, it's got the nice little uh, riff at the beginning, and uh, and it's always encouraging to see that the student or you know whoever has has learnt to play that little riff at the beginning. But also, if they don't know it at all, that you can stand there and just show them your guitar yeah. neck and play open chords, and yeah. they'll Follow, follow you, which mm-hmm. is a, which is a skill in itself that they're going to follow either you know why watching and with their ear as well. The superstition, Absolutely. as I mentioned, yeah. I think that that that, that was my <laughs> tune as a teenager rocking up. I thought I was so uh, so original Out, coming yeah, to a jam night to play superstition. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, no one's no one's going to expect this. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. Sweet Home Absolutely. Chicago. So then you get your bit of blues into it, but uh, you can also incorporate the the the, the brass, the, the horn section in there as well, which they they always like doing a bit of soul, which then leads you on to the the obligatory the obligatory Mustang Sally. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we've painful. discussed this before. We've got, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got, we, yeah. I know, I know we've definitely discussed it at gigs when you and I have had to play yeah. it for the 300th time. Damien, you've probably played it like 750,000 times in your in your <laughs> career. Yeah, and but it's I tell you what, I do, I do enjoy playing it because you can if the if the if the band are open to putting a spin on it, it, it can yeah. sound it can sound like anything. It doesn't necessarily there is 
There is a definitive version, I suppose, uh, the original version. But, you know, the, the Commitments version was became very much a, a gigged version. And that was the version yeah. that you did here, which is now 30 wow. years old. It feels older. <laughs> that version itself. <laughs> well, Kieran and I, when so, we were yeah. in Roadrunner together, obviously, and we've spoken about this because we spoke when we had Andy Rudd on the podcast, we spoke about this. And Andy used to do this thing with Mustang Sally where he would get people up. We'd start the song, we'd start like it, he'd, he'd say, a loose jam in C, boys. You know, yes. and he, you know, we just started playing a quiet and down version of Mustang Sally. And he'd go out into the crowd with his wireless mic and he'd get people and eventually we'd end up with like three or four people on the stage and he'd introduce them one by one and then he'd get them dressed up in hats and and glasses and then he'd introduce the song and by the time we're starting the actual song we've been playing C for about 10 minutes and then we're going into Mustang Sally and this was week (laughs) in week out and it was great because people were getting up and it was entertaining my god I'd I'd say 20% of my gigging life has been spent playing that one song I think at least (laughs) because of that <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah it's it's a good little platform to to do various little yeah uh, things like that which which are really really which are which are great and and also doing that out doing them at a jam night you can get get your audience singing along and as it's well. a good it's a good platform of a song for improvisation over as well isn't it you can every guitarist can take mm. a couple of solos yeah. or keys or horns whoever and it's and it's got stops in it at the end of the that's exactly it. it's, it's a great platform to, to do some practice over yeah that's right so it works really well as a jam song and and you've you know, pretty much a 12 bar blues. So, uh, without it being a, a dirgy dunk, exactly. Hoochie coochie, man, you know, kind of, <laughs> yes. which is a great track, but which is lovely, man. People murder that song. <laughs> <jam> <laughs> That's one of my jam night favorites. Sorry, Kieran. <laughs> I've played that a number yeah. of times. Yeah, it's a safe bet, isn't it? It's a safe bet. Again, it's, it's, it's that. What are the safe bet songs that you should know if you go into a jam night for the first time? Mm. Yeah, um, and there are times where there are times when where people don't know the song at all as a house band or or as a band, and I will always encourage them just to give it a go. That they know how it goes, mm. but they've never mm. may may have not have played it, or the majority yeah. of the band may not have played it. Uh, if nobody's <clears throat> played it, I would say crack on with another one try let them let there be at least one leader yeah. in the band to to try and don't you ever just want to let it all fall down and and crash sometimes just <laughs> just for the hilarity of it <laughs> and, <laughs> yes sometimes yeah it'd be great to see it say great to see it uh, burn and crash and burn but i i I, 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 it, it, it invariably never does. It just, there's a, there's enough talent on the stage with either people that are attending or with the house band for, uh, for, for, for the song to, to be a success in some guys. Sometimes it's not, but, but majority, majority of the time really does succeed and it always goes down well. And, you know, I get audience people in the punters in the pub just, Coming back, we you see the same faces because they really enjoy it, and some people then book food for 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 while while uh, the, the jam's on because they know they're going to have make a whole evening of it. Jam does make a nice dessert, yes. doesn't it? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't call it jam in the US, they call it jelly. Jelly. Jelly in the US. Here's a question. Is it called a jelly night? Is it called a jelly night in the US? I think that's something different involving a paddle and calling some ex-wrestlers, isn't it? How do you prepare for one of those? (laughs) A bikini wax, bikini wax, presumably. That's my Wednesday night. (laughs) That's your Wednesday night jelly night. Brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> I think we've covered it. Damo, anything else you want to talk about that we haven't on jam nights? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I th- I think, you know, we've covered like the house band. Uh, we've covered punters. And I, th- I think just maybe a, a, a sum up of jam nights is that it's it, it's a joining of people coming together to play music, whatever age, whatever ability. And it, it, it's a celebration. Every jam night is a celebration of of music and and whether you're playing, whether you're taking part, whether you're a house band member, whether you are working behind the bar, whether whether or whether you're just just there just to have a pint and watch. Mm, absolutely, it should be fun. It shouldn't be taken too seriously. Which I hope that that my facilitation en- enables that really that it, that people just come away and think, oh, I've had fun. I've had fun at that jam jam night. It's it's uh, it was good. I really had a really nice evening out. I got to play my instrument. I got to listen to some great music. Um, I had a nice pint. I had a nice chat with my friends. The whole evening should be about yes, all of those agreed. things. That's, that's spot on. That's a, absolutely brilliant. Thanks, Damo, for, for, for sharing that. And yeah, Pleasure. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I want to go to a jam night now oh. with, with, the, with the both of you. I just want to go, come on, let's go and have a pint and go and have a jam somewhere. That'd be great. But uh, yeah. Uh, when do you think the jam might start back up again, Damo, when the lockdown lifts here in the, in the UK? So hopefully, with the, once our restrictions are completely gone from June the twenty first, mm. we're gonna we're gonna aim hopefully for that week. Um, so that that's Monday twenty first. So Thursday the twenty fourth, if everything lines up and we're allowed to do it, and the and the pub want to want to do it from that that week. Sounds amazing. We'll be there. I might even drive down myself for that. Oh, <laughs> mate, it'd be great. It'd be great it to will, have you along. There'll be. Um, I, I know that there are a lot of people wanting to come down and watch and, and take part of that night. It will be a, a very special night to to kick it back off again because it's been running now for gosh about six seven years now. So mm. uh, and I oh the one thing that I was going to say is is to make yeah. it as regular as possible. So it started off as fortnightly, um, but we're now weekly, and I think weekly really does work if you can get a venue that that will support it, support it weekly. I think. I think it really does work because people just know whereas if you've got it once a month you're going to have to do an awful lot of advertising because people don't always remember which week is it on again so a weekly jam session if you can support if your pub will support you it works a treat yeah, that's a good point if you so have it on your so monthly well. then people forget <laughs> sometimes at a few weeks not going to a jam you go oh i forgot yeah. about the jam last night and then yeah and then you miss out yeah yeah, awesome. Absolutely. So, my, I've got one yeah. last question for both of you. Actually, um, what have you been playing, listening to this week? Yeah, <sighs> go on, demo. Go on, demo. <laughs> Does it start with S and end in Lucifer? <laughs> no. Well, Slucather. Uh, <laughs> well, 
yes, unfortunately, yes. I, I have been listening to primarily Steve Lukather because of my, my new guitar, which I told you about yeah. in, in oh, the yeah. last, yeah. But I, I've also been spending a bit of time with um, some backing tracks and uh, working on some some various subtle bits of playing, working with augmented chords and using and using the the diminished scale as well in my soloing to to to, to try and add some real subtle flavors yeah to to the playing the um, tension the the tension uh so i i i did there I, there's there's a little steve luke the lesson which i think kieran touched upon on one of the podcasts that he is might be the world's one of the world's greatest guitarists but he's one of the world's worst guitar teachers by saying <laughs> well if you just do this and uh, and then it's all about the thirds and then yeah just just go go from here and and then you've got a ninth and then then you just resolve onto a third and it's and then that's what it's all about <laughs> what? thanks steve what? yeah that, that that makes a lot of sense and, and and after you listen to it a couple of times you can think okay i i get a general gist of what he's saying but you have to listen to what he's playing so yeah. <clears throat> i i have been spending a lot of time with mr luke there i'm, I'm yeah. afraid to say and a little kind bit of robin, a robin ford as well a little bit of robin ford as well in there as well no. what about you kieran uh, I've been listening to all manner of uh, classic rock stuff. So I've got um, I, I, I've got fed up with lockdown and I need to get back out there and gig. So I am doing some auditions for two rock bands. I thought, right, I, I want to get back into gigging uh, rock music again. So uh, in the month of May, I've got a couple of auditions coming up for some local bands, two different rock bands. Um, we both sent me their set list. So I've got a job to do to get on and learn all of those songs this, this awesome. next couple of weeks. So, uh, so there's a whole heap of classic rock stuff, stuff that I've, I haven't played for years, but uh, I really want to. So uh, yeah, uh, that would make a podcast in itself, actually, wouldn't yeah. it? Is getting yeah. ready for a band audition, going along to showcase yourself, um, but all the other stuff that it takes to go and audition for a band because i think uh probably only 50 percent of it is is can you learn the songs and play i think the rest the, the other 50 percent is can you work as a team and gel together Absolutely. and be a, and, and be the right musician to to be relied upon to, to get that band gigging so one of these bands has got uh gigs lined up from that release of lockdown date um from that kind of end of june date all the way through to kind of january february so they've got gigs ready and booked and so i've made mm, a commitment brilliant. to them to, to help them get out there and so i've got I've got a lot of songs to learn to, to help them get out there and get this band rehearsed up and, and ready to go. So um, I'll let you guys know how that goes on one of the next podcasts. Um, I'm really interested to see if if we can if we can get this band up and ready and rehearsed and, and lined up for those gigs in the next few weeks. And I've got a hell of a lot of rock songs to, to learn, which I'm really looking Amazing. forward to. Yeah, should be good fun. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I've been I've been um I've been listening to random stuff. I've been trying to wean myself off Toto and Steve Luca though, because it's getting ridiculous, you know. But um yeah, I I've actually been trying to listen to things that don't have guitar in it because I've had this thing in my mind of, you know, wouldn't it be cool to try and practice over songs that don't have guitar in? Um uh, and just like random okay. pop stuff, you know, like maybe some like Janet Jackson or something like that that just random thing and just playing over them thinking if I was a session guitarist, what would yeah. I play? You know, what would Lukather play? You know, over, over <laughs> those things. That's basically what I've been trying to trying to do. And then from a guitar practice point of view, I've just been putting on some like some blues backing tracks or some random rock backing tracks, but trying to break out of doing the usual pentatonic boxes that I've been doing. And the way I've been doing that is saying to myself, 
let's say it's a blues in A minor, you've got A minor, D minor, E minor. So for the first time round, I've been saying, when it changes chord, I want to be playing the root of the chord. Yeah. And then the next time around the turnaround, I've been saying, whenever it changes chord on that downbeat, I want to play the minor third of the chord. And then the next time around the fifth, so I'm trying to target chord mm. tones. And if yes. I, I find if I think about that the whole time, I never play anything that is just a mindless standard lick. I'm constantly trying to play melodically and lead into something. Yeah, into um, somewhere, yeah. Exactly. And I found that such a valuable thing to practice this week because um, I, I'm slowly weaning myself off thinking about box shapes and licks that I know or mm. anything like that. I'm starting to... It's that conscious choice again. We spoke about this before, about choosing things consciously when you're playing. And I'm trying to trying to build that into my playing more. So that's what I've been yeah, doing. And so, sometimes it's just about targeting a couple of notes that work within that particular series of chords that create the feeling that you're going for to kind of accentuate, you know, either kind of yeah. modal tones or, or just all those chord or tones. Sometimes and, common tones that all yeah. chords share, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I've been doing. Trying to trying to reprogram myself a little bit. Yeah, think a bit differently. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly where where I've been at as well with these augmented and diminished tones. Yeah, awesome. Yes. Well, thanks for joining us today, Damo. Yeah, yeah really fabulous. enjoyed it. I, I think we, so we're, we're, we're going to have you back as well on a on an upcoming episode to talk to us about uh, getting ready for going back into the studio and preparing oh, as a, yeah, as a guitarist for um, or a band that's preparing for, for you know recording in the in the studio so that that'd be that'd be wonderful to have you back for that but uh, yeah. no I, I think you're going to see us at your jam night in, in yeah, June absolutely by, by, by the sounds of things. I'm going to put it in the diary so <laughs> oh amazing yeah, yeah be great awesome to be both there well it's lovely seeing you both yeah lovely to see you both too fantastic, fantastic. and uh, we'll see see you all for another podcast soon and take care of yourselves guys cheers, cheers guys Take See it easy, later. guys. All the best. Bye. Bye. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye. Another really interesting conversation this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Come back for more next week from the Guitar Smarts team. Come say hello to us on our social media pages. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts so you never miss a show. Thanks again and see you soon.